What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi there. Welcome to Prayer Warriors Needed because prayer warriors are always needed. Tonight we have a great uh, agenda planned. Uh, we have prayer warriors here that are praying to um, retake this earth from demon forces. And um, we have a I've scheduled a nice uh, little reading here. We'll be reading How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith, specifically understanding our legal right to the name of Jesus in the fight, the good fight of faith, pursuant to 1 Timothy 6, 12. So, um, you know, I'm just going to open up with prayer and then I'll move into uh, Nancy and then... Uh, uh, Pastor Black um, to give us some prayer, and then we'll go right into the reading, and um, we'll take it from there. God, we give you the praise, Heavenly Father. We give you the glory. We just thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, to be able to come together and pray. Thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. Thank you, God, that we know that there's a way out of this sick, um, this sick eugenics program. Um, we come together with a common cause, and ooh, there's a lot of background noise. Nancy, Nancy, you got a lot of background noise. Nancy, Nancy, yeah, you got a lot of background noise. I don't know what's going on. Okay, all right, thank you, darling. So, God, we just thank you, Heavenly Father, that we have a group of people that are well aware of eugenics, uh, covert assassination programming, induce, induce sickness on people, uh, radiation programming, the use, the criminal use of radiation in, in people's homes and houses to make people sick. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. We come against it in the name of Jesus. We come against every limp, every induced limp, every induced uh, uh, Alzheimer, every induced uh, immune system disablement, cancer, every infectious disease these demons are uh, administering across this earth. And we plead the blood of Jesus against these things and we decree and declare that God's people will be covered with good health first and foremost, peace, love and prosperity and compassion. We bind and rebuke demon forces across this nation, Heavenly Father, trying to take you, uh, usurp authority they do not have. Usurp authority in not only governance, in our governance structures, but usurp authority over man to make someone sick so that a demon could have authority over their life. We come against it. That's some sick thinking. And we come against that demon secrecy curse that comes with this program. We come against the demon spirit of keeping these programs, these criminal activities, the assassination of healthy and innocent people, induce hospitalization, induce sickness. We come against that curse. That's a curse from the pit of hell. And we send it back to the pit of hell it came from, decree and declare that it will have no effect on God's people, on praying people, the benefit of being under the protection of the most high God. 
God, we praise your name, Heavenly Father. We ask you, God, to give us the stamina, the patience, and the perseverance, Heavenly Father, to wait on your timing. But while we're waiting, Heavenly Father, I ask you to direct our path, to direct our path to do your will on this earth, Heavenly Father, to have your way, to let the devil know that he is the liar that he is, to awaken the people, to bust open the secrecy curse, I come against every type of demon force trying to usurp authority over anyone's life. I come against that demon spirit of electronic uh, assault, V2K, induced radiation, induced sickness, uh, gangs organized stalking, job mobbing, income black listing. This is a sick program from the pit of hell. I come against every demon force that's allowing this type of programming. I come against induced oppression, induced poverty, playing with people's money, lynching people's money, money income lynching, false uh, debt collection, fraudulent debt collection, creating debts out of thin air, letting some group of people think that they can just just uh, assault someone's life, assault someone's finances. I come against that demon spirit in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus, God, that we will be able to advance the kingdom of God in righteousness and truth, and that you will give us the financing that is needed, Heavenly Father, to do your work on this earth, that you will give us first and foremost the health, the instructions, the herbs. I thank you, God, for the herbs and the resources. I ask you, God, to keep each and every one of us on this line and every person praying out of the way of the devil, out of any eugenic program, out of the hospital, that you cover us, Heavenly Father. You cover those that may want to be here and could not be here, Heavenly Father. I ask you, God, to bless my sisters on this line, Heavenly Father. Bless Pastor Minister Millicent Black, Heavenly Father. Let her continue doing the great work she has done. Let her keep being the spiritual leader that she is, Heavenly Father. Bless my sister Nancy, Heavenly Father. Let her continue to be the awesome prayer warrior that she is, Heavenly Father. God, I ask you to bless each one of our bloodlines, Heavenly Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over our children and our children's children in the name of those that may not be here yet, Heavenly Father. I decree and declare that we will have children of God, that we will have men of God. Somebody, um, yeah, testing. Is that Amy? They have to be retarded. Let me just kick them off. Lock. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Come on, my call to interrupt prayer. But God, we just thank you, Heavenly Father. We pray for that soul that came on the line with that sick, you know, with some music and doing the work of Satan, Heavenly Father. We just ask you to send the Holy Spirit to touch their soul, bring them into the kingdom of God, turn them around. But again, Lord, I ask you to bless our children. 
our nieces, our nephews, Heavenly Father, cover them with your blood, Heavenly Father. Let the devil know he cannot have them. I plead the blood of Jesus on Haru Scott, Elijah Scott. I plead the blood of Jesus that they will be men of God. I plead the blood of Jesus on their children that they will be healthy. I bind and rebuke every Satanist assaulting children, Lord. I ask you to God to protect our vulnerable population, our babies, our children, Heavenly Father, the elderly, Heavenly Father. Watch over them. Give them a special protection, Heavenly Father, particularly our loved ones. My mother, Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for the gift of longevity. I thank you, God, for watching over her. I thank you, God, for using her as an awesome example, Heavenly Father, that no matter how sick this program is, when God covers you, you can live uh, your life. You can live and have a life of longevity, Heavenly Father. I thank you, God, for giving me a woman of God. I thank you, God, for ha having her raise us up in the church, Heavenly Father. I thank you, God, for having her planting the seeds of your word. I thank you, God, for having her live a righteous life. No bad bitches. Fuck a
I'm sorry, are you waiting for me? Is there anyone else speaking? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was muted. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, I, this board, I've never had it this bad, you know, where I had to like, you know, I am on guard here because they keep calling in. But Nancy was praying. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nancy. And so, um, Father, we just... We just thank you just for the opportunity to come together to pray, Father, just to just to acknowledge our word, Father, just, just to be grateful, Lord God. And Father, the Bible says that thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path, Father. And we thank you for that. We thank you that we should we can go to your word, Father, and abide comfort, Lord, and and despise practical application, Father, that we can use for our daily lives, Lord, we just thank you that the Ecclesiastes say we did nothing new under the sun, Father, that many things, if not all things in life, are just cyclical, Father, that just comes around and around and around, very similar to what we're experiencing this day, Lord God, that happened decades ago under Arthur Hitler, Father, where many, 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 many people were, were, were just, lives were destroyed, Father. And we you know that, um, that nothing escapes your eye, Lord. And Father, we just thank you just for the opportunity to come together in agreement, Father, just to ask you, Lord, Give a tongue portion of your spirit on, on those people that are struggling more, those people that, that are just groping, not knowing what's going on, wondering, feeling desperate, Lord, and alone. I just pray and ask you, God, please, please, Father, just to comfort them, Lord. Please send someone across your path, Father, someone that can, that can identify with them, that will support them, Father. Just someone, Father, that will make them feel I love more and my, my security. We just ask you, God, just to comfort the people and save all of us. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was awesome. Go ahead, Dr. Dr. Black. Pastor Black. Amen. Great and mighty God, we come this evening to say thank you, Lord, for this another day. We thank you, O oh God, for bringing us through this day. Father, we honor and praise and bless you because you are our source, O oh God, of strength. You are our source of joy, God. You are our source of direction and instruction. We thank you, Father, that you have done exactly as you have promised you've gone before us to make our rough roads smooth and our crooked roads straight. Lord, I thank you for the ladies that are on the call this evening. I pray your blessings upon them, God. I ask that you would prosper them, Lord, protect them, and make provisions for whatever their needs are in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, for the TI community, Lord, asking that you would intervene on our behalf, Lord God. Start at the White House.
and come all the way down to the city council and the county commissioners, Lord God. We're removing those from office, Father, who will not abide by the word of God and who does not serve you, the living God, and then implementing God, installing into their places people who will indeed <clears throat> seek to do right for your people all over the world. Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you, God, would teach us what we need to know, lead us where we need to go, and guide us by your eye, God. We don't know the way. We don't know the road, Father. But you said to Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And so, Lord, I ask you tonight in Jesus' name that you would show us the way, God, show us the plan, help us, oh God, to achieve that good future and, and, to, and the hope that you have already promised us. Father, we do pray for the young people today. We pray for the students. God, we pray for all who goes through the Department of Education that seemingly is aligned with the Department of Defense, God, that goes on over to the Department of Energy, Father God, and the National Science Foundation. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, as I saw yet tonight another article about STEM offering the refugees, the young people that are coming to this country as refugees, uh, they're being presented the STEM program as a way and a means, oh God, to, to make a, a good living. We pray, Father God, that all of the ways in which our young people are being supplanted into becoming research subjects, Father God, would be exposed. We pray for their lives to be saved, God. We pray in Jesus' name that they would be able to come to an understanding of what is really being offered. Lord, thank you for leading me to that article that was written by a teacher who was talking about the the underhandedness of the of the uh ROTC programs that are offered in the school systems, how she laid out the plan, Father God, that they actually are, are, are targeting children, young people from the low income families that they promise, make a lot of promises that they don't intend to keep and that they don't keep, that they change the curriculum for those young people so that they're no longer college ready. God, so mm -hmm. many tricks are being played to destroy the lives of the young people when making the even the parents think that they're getting something when they really are not getting what they're expecting they're getting mind controlled young people they're getting young people under the influence oh god of sublimial messaging and remote control lord you know how to change this thing you know how god to rearrange it god thank you for showing us that they're now naming the schools uh, stem we're school. praying we're praying Oh, okay. No, I just want to make sure that I... I can't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're now naming STEM schools, God, after one after Barack Obama, one after Michelle Obama, God, to draw in the African-Americans, to make them think, oh, God, that this is a good way to go. Father, you know how to teach your people what they need to know. You know how, oh, God to make us aware of the plans of the adversary. You know how, oh God, to keep us from walking into the traps, oh God, that are designed to destroy the lives of the very ones who we seek to, to help and to save. And because of that, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you, God, would get the attention of the parents. Help us, oh God, 
You said to Hosea that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they refuse knowledge. And so I pray that you would give the teeth, give the parents, Father, the, the desire to really know what's going on in the in their children's lives. Give them the, 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 the desire, Father God, to assist and to aid their children, God, in making decisions that are good and godly and right for their lives. Give the parents, I pray God, the, the uh, determination to understand, Lord, what's really being offered and what the outcome shall be. Father, you said in, uh, in the book of Proverbs that we that principle, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. And so we pray, God, this night in the name of Jesus for understanding for the parents, God, whose children are going through the STEM programs and the STEAM programs, oh God, to realize and to, and to know, God, that it's not all that it looks like. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus for just an awakening of your people all over the world. God, they keep talking about awakening. They keep talking about illuminating, illuminating, God. The, the whole crux of the thing is that the whole world has been asleep under the influence of hypnotic suggestions, Lord God. We all need to be awakened. We all, oh God, need to be uh, brought back into the reality of the word. But we thank you, God, for this season of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Thank you, Father, that because Jesus came, we don't have to walk in darkness any longer. Thank you, Father, that because Jesus came and the word lights the way, oh God, that our footsteps can be steady and sure. Lord, we just pray now a blessing on, on Sister Miriam and her desire to provide this platform for, for your people, God. We thank you, asking you to bless her, oh God, strengthen all of the systems in her body, Father God. Rectify any uh, abnormalities in her circulation. Bless her mom, God. Thank you for the longevity that you have provided for her, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for all of the ways that you have made yourself known to us, oh God, and all of the blessings that you have provided for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you know, um, Nancy, I'm going to do the quiz since I got two Bible scholars here. We don't uh, have to. Come no, I, I, I'm going to read. I mean, I know it's late. I'm going to read after. And you guys, if you're not here, it's okay. You know, I just, I'll put it on the tape. But while I have you guys, this is this is fun. I'm only going to read. I'll, I'll just do a few questions and then I'll do my reading. This is a Bible quiz. Which king? The Bible is packed with kings doing good and evil. Remembering who did what isn't always easy. For instance. Which king ordered slain all the children in and around Bethlehem, age two and under? Again, which king ordered slain all the children in and around Bethlehem, age two and under? That was King Herod. King Herod is correct. Okay. Which king, the king of which city, joined his people in repenting by fasting, laying down his robe, covering himself with sackcloth and sitting in ashes. Again, which king, the king of which city, joined his people in repenting by fasting, laying down his robe, covering himself with sackcloth and sitting in ashes. 
you know, before looking at the answers, I would say Jehoshaphat, but I don't know. Let me see. No, I'm wrong. Was no. was that the king? You said, did you say which king or which city? Was was that uh, Darius in Babylon? Uh, it's the uh, which king? Uh, which king? The king of which city? Was that it's, Babylon? No, it begins the the it the the city begins with an N. Um, the, city, the city begins. Nancy, with, Nancy is on mute. Are you intending to stay that way, Nancy? No, no, Nancy's here. Nancy, you're here? Yeah. Nancy's here. Because I remember oh. I connected Nancy. You know, people can't call in. So the 347, oh, okay. I keep that open in case someone calls me. Then I can I put see. Okay. on either line. Uh, the city is begins with an end. The king, uh, the king of a city that begins with an N. Uh, again, which king, the king of which city, joined his people in repenting by fasting, laying down his robe, covering himself with sackcloth, and sitting in ashes? I know that uh, I know Jehoshaphat did that. He led the city through fasting, so I just said that, but it's not. It's not him. They just give the king of the city. And that's in Jonah 3 6. The king of oh. what city? Just tell me the king of what city? You don't Nineveh. 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 Nineveh is correct. Right. And Herod was Matthew 2 16. All right. All right. This one now. Which king went in disguise to ask a medium to summon up the spirit of Samuel? Ooh. Oh. Again, again, I know. Again, which king went in disguise to ask a medium to summon up the spirit of Samuel? Lord, to bring up the spirit of Samuel. Now, this is a famous king. His name begins with an S. Yeah, that was King Saul. King Saul, correct. First Samuel 28, 7, 11. Okay. Which king was made to eat grass like an ox? Again, which king was made to eat grass like an ox? Was that Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar is yeah. correct. Daniel 4, 33. Okay, good. Okay. Which king chided his servants for having brought him David, who appeared to be mad? Which King chided, C-H-I-D-E-D. -E Let me give that meaning. Chided means scolded or rebuked. Which king scolded or rebuked his servants for having brought him David, who appeared to be mad? And that's in, this is a hard one. That's in 1 Samuel 21 verses 12 to 15, and it's the king of Gath. And I mean, I never even knew this was a king. So if you guys don't know it, I'll just give it. Do you know it? I don't know it. I, I know the story, but I don't know the king. The king is Achish. A-C-H-I-S-H. <coughs> -S -S the Achish, the king of Gath. Okay. First 
1 Samuel 21, 12, 15. The next king I never heard of either. Lord. Okay, let's see. Well, that's the purpose of uh, learning. Which king had an iron bed that was nine cubits long and four cubits broad? Again, which king had an iron bed that was nine cubits long and four cubits broad? And uh, let's give hints. Um, this, this, this was the king of Bashan in Deuteronomy 3.11. Sounds like a giant. Yeah. Uh, the king of Bashan, that's a hard one. His name was O.G. Og. Okay, this one, 312, is a little more familiar. I've heard of this king before. All right. Um, which king burned a scroll dictated by the prophet Jeremiah and as punishment from God had the throne taken away from his family line? Wow. Again, which king burned a scroll dictated by the prophet Jeremiah and as punishment from God had the throne taken away from his family line. And this king's name begins with a J and it's in Jeremiah 36, 29. Was it Judah? No, no Je Jehoiakim, Je Jehoiakim. J-E-H-O-I-A-K-I-N. Jeremiah 36, 29 to 31. Okay. All right. This is a common king, so this one should be uh, a little easier. Which king was influenced by his wives to take up idolatry, angering the Lord? <clears throat> Again, which king was influenced by his wives, plural, to take up idolatry, angering the Lord. That was Ahaz. Mm -mm. <clears throat> it begins with an S. Oh, Solomon. Correct. It was Solomon. First Kings 11, 4 through 9, Solomon. <laughs> Which king did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all kings of Israel that were before him. Again, which king did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him? Mm. I think now, no, it begins with the A. I think, um, uh, Millicent, you just said the name. Ahaz? Oh, Ahaz, no. But it's an Ahaz. Yeah, that was... Ahaz. First King. Ahab. Oh, okay. Ahab. First King 1633. So Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Wow. That makes me want to read that story more again. Me too. Yeah. All right. Which king had the records of his reign read to him where he couldn't sleep, when he couldn't sleep? Again, 
which king had the records of his reign read to him when he couldn't sleep? That's a hard one. Esther 6 1. Oh, Ahasuerus? Oh, go ahead. You know the pronunciation and everything. Oh, Ahasuerus is correct. Wow. Which king had the records of his reign read to him when he couldn't sleep? Oh, yes, hmm. Ahasuerus. Correct. I didn't know that. Melissa, didn't you go to theology school? Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. That's right. You right. You studied this stuff, huh? Yeah. Okay. Now match the king with the brief words that fit. So I'm going to give you the words. The words are. Well, I'll give you the the kings, and then I'll read the words. The kings are Ahasuerus, David, Ahab, Herod. And Rehoboam, Rehoboam, how do you pronounce that? Rehoboam, Rehoboam. So we have Ahasuerus, David, Ahab, Herod, Rehoboam, R-E-H-O-B-O-A-M. I think it's Rehoboam. Rehoboam? Something like that, Rehoboam, Rehoboam, yeah. All right, so now we're going to match the king with the brief words. Now, so, all right, followed Solomon to the throne. I'll read them again. Followed Solomon to the throne. Is that Ahasuerus, David, Ahab, Herod, or Rehoboam? Followed Solomon to the throne. Read it again. Followed Solomon to the throne. Ahasuerus, David, Ahab. Herod or Rehoboam? I think it was David. No, no. David was before. Had to have been Rehoboam. Boam. Rehoboam is correct. First Kings, okay. First Kings eleven forty three. Okay. All right. Jesus called him that fox again. Herod. Okay, correct. Herod is correct. Jesus called him that. That fox. That fox. Herod, yep. And that's in Luke 13, 31 to 32. Why did he call him a fox? We got to read Luke 13. Um, Milton, do you remember why he called him a fox? I don't. He called Herod. I would say he called Herod the fox because he was sneaky and a fox is sneaky. Yeah. You know how he sent the sent the uh, magi to look for the child. He said so that he could come and worship him. But he really he had intentions of killing him. Yeah, fox is sneaky. Okay, all right. Um, God called him a man after mine own heart. God called him a man after mine own heart. Is that Ahasuerus? David. David is correct. Acts 13.22. That is David. All right. A Gentile, he made Esther his queen. A Gentile, he made Esther his queen. Ahasuerus, David, Ahab, Herod, or Rehoboam? Rehoboam. A I think it was Ahab. 
It's a hasherus. A hasherus. It's a hasherus. A hasherus. A hasherus. Esther 2, 16 to 17. And this is the last one. He went into battle wearing a disguise. He went into battle wearing a disguise. Ahasuerus, David, Ahab, Herod, or Rehoboam? Ahab. Ahab, correct. First Kings 22.20. All right. All right, this is a nice one. Um, a quiz on the direct words of God as quoted in the Bible. Some, oh, some are particularly... Oh boy. All right. Complete. Come now and let us reason together. Uh, let me see. Come now and let us reason together. Isaiah 118. Good. All right. What did God ask Ezekiel about the dry bones in the valley? These are tough ones. Can these bones live again? Son of man, can these bones live? Ezekiel 37.3. Excellent. Yeah. All right. God promised the prophet, there shall yet old men and old women dwell in the streets of Jerusalem. And every man with his staff in his hand for, for very age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. Which prophet? Again. God promised a prophet, there shall yet old men and old women dwell in the streets of Jerusalem, and every man with his staff in his hand for very age, for every age, for very age, and the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. Which prophet? Begins with a Z. The Rubable? Zechariah. Zechariah 845. Yep. <clears throat> Zechariah. Okay. God promised through the prophet Joel that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall blank blank. I'll read it again. God promised through the prophet Joel that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall blank blank. <clears throat> your young Nancy, men, you know that one? Your young men shall see visions. See visions. Correct. Joel 2.28. Okay. Did God ever say that Jesus was his beloved son? Did God ever say that Jesus was yes. the beloved son? Yes. Yes. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, Matthew 3.17. And again, in this is my beloved son, hear him, in Mark 9.7 and Luke 9.35. Okay. These are words of God. In the next five, I'm going to read the quote and pick the person to whom God said it. Again, in the next five, I'm going to read the quote, so pick the person to whom God said this to. Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee. 
again, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee. Abram, Moses, Aaron, or Naomi? Moses. No. Did you say Abraham? Abram. Abram. A-B-R-A-M. Abram is correct. Abram is correct, and that's in Genesis 12.1. Okay. I am that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath, I am hath sent me unto you. I am that I am. Thus sayest thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Jesus, Luke, Moses, or Noah? Moses. That's what God told Moses. That is... Correct, Moses. Exodus three fourteen. Moses is correct. Be strong and of good courage. Again, be strong. Oh, you're brushing your teeth, Nancy. It's coming in on the line, honey. Be strong and of good courage. Joshua, Job, Daniel, or David. Be strong and be of good courage. Joshua, Joel, Daniel, or David? Joshua. David. Joshua. And, yeah. Joshua 1, 6, 9, and 18. 320, uh, no. All right. Hast thou an arm like God, or canst thou thunder with a voice like him? Hast thou, what's wrong, baby? What's wrong, baby? What's wrong? Hast thou an arm like God, or canst thou thunder like a voice like him? Joshua, Ezekiel, Daniel, or Job? Job. Job. Job is correct. Job 40, verse 9. And the final, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed. Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed. Cain, the serpent, Eve, or Adam? And the correct answer, no, Nancy. Mm -mm. Oh, oh, the serpent. The correct answer is the serpent. Because thou uh, hast done this, thou art cursed. And that's Genesis 3.14. And, and that's how you death. And that's how what? And crawl, and crawl on my bed. Right, right. Amen, amen. Okay, you know, if you got to go, I understand. I want to just do a little reading here. Uh, understanding our legal right to the name of Jesus. The good fight of faith, 1 Timothy 6, 12. If there is a fight to, to faith, it follows that there are enemies to faith. And as we have pointed out previously, the greatest enemy to faith is a lack of knowledge of God's word. Mm. Again, the greatest enemy to faith is a lack of knowledge of God's word. The Bible tells us faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. 
You can readily see that a lack of knowledge of God's word would be the greatest hindrance to faith that there could that there is. In my own case, as soon as I found out what God's word said among certain lines, my faith was no longer hindered. The only thing in my life that ever hindered my faith was a lack of knowledge of God's word. As soon as I got knowledge of God's word, my lack of understanding straightened out and my first, my faith worked. It will be the same with you. We've been studying six big hindrances to faith. The fourth hindrance to faith, which we look at in this chapter is the lack of understanding of our legal right to the use of the name of Jesus. Not understanding our legal right to use the name holds us in bondage and gives us a sense of weakness. But by knowing what the name will do, we can defeat Satan and enjoy victory every single time. How wonderful that the name of Jesus belongs to God's people, the church. It belongs to every member, even the least and weakest member of the body of Christ. Let's find out what the word of God has to say about Jesus and his name. The word will then build faith into our spirits, our hearts, and our inner man. We will begin with the first chapter of Hebrews. Ooh, Nancy, 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 can you please mute? Nancy, can you mute, honey? Thank you, baby. Thank you. All right, we will begin with the first chapter of Hebrews. The passage is speaking of Jesus because it says, who being the brightest of his of his of God's glory and express image of God's person, Hebrews 1:3. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory and the express image of God's person. He is the very outshining of God the Father. In Hebrews 1 verses 3 to 7, who being the brightest of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When we had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, for unto which of the angels said, he at any time, though art my son, this day have I this day have I begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Now let's read Ephesians 1, 19 to 23. Take time to meditate on these verses. Think on them. Feed on them until they become a part of your inner consciousness. If you will take time to meditate on the word, it will do something for you. But if you just casually read these scriptures and let them get away from you, they won't mean anything to you or be able to accomplish anything for you. Understanding our legal right to the name of Jesus. Ephesians 1, 19, 23 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to, un, to towards, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power 
to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, and not only in this world, but also in, in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all, that filleth all. Philippians 2, 8, 11 says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. The other translations, the, the Ravikam translation of Philippians 2.10 reads, in order that in the name of Jesus, every knee might bow of beings in heaven and on earth and underground. This means angels, men, and demons hmm, must bow to the name of Jesus. Notice in Philippians 2, 8, 9, that it was after Jesus' resurrection when his name was conferred upon him. After Jesus' resurrection was when God highly exalted Jesus. Probably because that was such a great sacrifice. Jesus' name belongs to God's people. Now let's consider this question. Why was this name conferred upon Jesus? In these scriptures, it says that God raised Jesus up and gave him a name which is above all dominion, all authority and all power. It says that God has highly exalted Jesus and seated Jesus at his own right hand, far above all dominion and all authority and all power. Why was this name invested with such authority and dominion? Was it done for Jesus's benefit? No. During the 2000 years since the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and his ascension and seating on the right on and at and seating on high at the right hand of the Father, Jesus has not used that name once. The scriptures do not give us any indication that Jesus himself has ever used his, the name. He, was, he has no need to use the name. Jesus rules creation by his word because he is equal with God. This is what I want all to see. At its very mention in the scriptures, we see that the name of Jesus has been given to God's people, to the church to use. Every mention of the use of the name is in reference to the body of Christ. For purposes of study, let's connect these verses that pertain to the name. In Hebrews 1, 4, being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Ephesians 1, 19 to 21. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. 
Philippians 2, 9, 10. Wherefore God hath, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Now we need to see that the name belongs to God's people, the church. Ephesians 1, 21, 23, Jesus and his name are far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and they gave him to be the head over all things to God's people, the church, which is his body, the fullness of him the, that filleth all in all. The name of Jesus belongs to God's people, the church, the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12, 27, 28, it says, now ye are body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church. In this 27th verse, the Bible says, ye are the body of Christ. And in the very next verse, the body of Christ is called the church. Every mention... <laughs> You all right? You okay, mother? Right. Every mention. Every mention in the scriptures of the use of the name of Jesus refers to it being used by his body, the church. The name was given to Jesus so that his body, the church, could use it. So the name which is above every name belongs to me and it belongs to you. We need to realize that according to God's word, that name legally belongs to us. What are we doing about the name? Proper use of Jesus' name. Remember that old song we used to sing? Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. That's not us. That does not describe the body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not children of sorrow and of woe. We belong to the King of Kings. There was also another song they, that used the phrase, here I wander like a beggar through the heat and through the cold. Well, in the first place, we're not beggars. The Bible says we are hearers, hires of Christ, of God, sons of God, and joint, and joint with Jesus Christ. In the second place, we're not wondering. We know exactly who we are and where we're going. Praise God. One reason our faith has been hindered in the body of Christ is because some of our songs have been embalmed with such unbelief. We in the body of Christ have sung songs that really are unscriptural. And we've sung songs and we've sung them so long we think they are the truth. Some are part scripture, part sentiment, and part unbelief, but they are not the truth. God's word is truth. We need to stop and think sometimes about the effect the songs that we sing have on us spiritually. That's the trouble with us humans sometimes. We just follow blindly. Yeah, there's a lot of that. My computer. Open up that page, okay. And uh, the name wait, wait, wait. we have done we have done the same thing with the name of Jesus. We have not realized the full importance of the name. 
I think some have thought that we are just to take Jesus' name along with us like a good luck charm, that the name would work like a rabbit's foot or a horseshoe hanging over the door, but it doesn't work that way. Yes, the name is given to us for our use, but we could take it along with us and never use it. And if we don't use it, then the name will never mean anything to us or be able to do anything for us. The name of Jesus has been given to God's people, the body of Christ, for our benefit. God has made an investment with that name for God's people, the church. God has made a deposit, the name of Jesus, from which the church has the right to draw for every need. Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to riches, his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You see the name, this wonderful name, the name of Jesus has within it the fullness of the Godhead. The name has within it all the wealth of eternity. The name has within it all authority and power over all the powers of darkness. Mm. And that name belongs to us, praying in Jesus' name. Now let's study how Jesus said we could use his name. Jesus is saying in John 16, 23, 24, that God, Miriam? yes. Hey, I'm sorry to stop you. Uh, that scripture you just read, um, and authority over darkness. What scripture was that one? Um, authority over, I read, I said, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You said, but that name has authority over darkness for the power of you. And then you, was there, what was the scripture associated with that? that? Um, let me find that. Proper use of Jesus' name. We need to stop and think about the effect the songs I did that. Okay, we have done the same thing with the name of Jesus. We've not realized the full importance. Uh, we think it's a lucky charm. The name is given to our use. The name of Jesus has been given to the body of Christ for our benefit. God has made an investment with that name for the church. God made a deposit. Um, all right, then I have to go further back about the authority God's word legally belongs to us. The name was given to Jesus that his body, the church could use it. The name which is above every name belongs to me and you, it belongs to you. We need to realize that according to God's word, that name legally belongs to us. Um, all right, here's some scriptures. Uh, what, did, what did you, which one did you, about the authority? The name of Jesus belongs to the church. Now ye the body of Christ and members in the body. So it said used over darkness. It's, you specifically said over, over darkness. I was just asking what scripture was associated with that particular Okay. Statement. All right. I, um, I must have read it. Uh, I got to go back a little bit. Let's see. Far above. All right. Maybe uh, Ephesians. Uh, 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Does that sound like it? All right, I think it's Ephesians 121. Jesus and his name are far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name 
that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that that filleth all in all. Okay. Yeah, I do remember uh, every mention in the scriptures of the use of the name of Jesus refers to it being used by the by God's people. Uh, skip the page. Okay, um, all right, just. Stop me when I, uh, when I, when, you know, when you hear it, because uh, I, I, I would have to go back. The name of Jesus is given to the body of Christ for our benefit. God has made an investment with that name for God's people. God has made a deposit, the name of Jesus, from which the church has the right to draw for every need. But my God, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. You see the name, this wonderful name, the name of Jesus has within it the fullness of the Godhead. The name has within it all the wealth of eternity. The name has within it all authority and power over all the powers of darkness. And that name belongs to us. That was a statement. Okay, that was a statement made. Praying in Jesus' name. Now let's study how Jesus said we could use his name. Jesus is saying in John 16, 23, that the church, the body of Christ, has the right to come before the Father with that name, to use his name in prayer. In John 16, 23, 24, and in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Jesus said this to his disciples just before he went to the cross. He began with the phrase, in that day. He was not speaking to them about the very hour in which they were living. No, Jesus was looking forward to another day. Jesus was looking forward to the, in that day, after he would have gone to the cross, died, been buried, been raised from the dead, ascended on high, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. In that day is the day we're living in now. It is the day of the new covenant, the day of the new testament. Jesus said, in that day of the new covenant, ye shall ask me nothing but whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, he will give it to give it to. This promise is one of the most staggering statements that ever fell upon the lips of Jesus. This scripture is the charter promise given to God's people, the church, regarding our rights in prayer. Jesus continued with the word hitherto. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, John 16, 24. Hitherto means up to now, until now, until this time. You see, when Jesus was here on the earth, no one prayed in his name to God the Father. It was only after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection when he was exalted on high and seated at the right hand of God the Father. 
that the power and authority in that name was conferred upon him. And so Jesus said, hither up, hitherto, or up until now, have ye asked nothing in my name, and acts in my name, ask, hallelujah. He told us to ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. So the authority comes after the sacrifice was made. I'll write to Jesus' name, and then I'll stop here. Jesus is saying, that believers get on this page just in case okay jesus is saying that believers the body of christ god's people you and i have the right to come in that name to the father jesus is telling us that we are to use his name in prayer also notice in John 16, 23, that Jesus does not mention faith or believing. He does not say, if you believe, the Father will grant your request, or if you have faith, the Father will give you what you need. No. Jesus says, whatever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he shall give it to you. You see, Jesus.